This is the Rebel Scum Podcast. Available in video on YouTube and audio wherever you listen to your podcasts. Every week, Brock and James talk the latest rumors, news, and theories from a galaxy far, far away. Support us on Patreon for exclusive offers and join the Star Wars discussion. Patreon.com slash Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brock and James. You're always scum. Rebel scum. Hey everyone, this is James. Welcome to the Outlander Club. Brock couldn't be with us today, Heidi. We got Heidi Fetter, executive producer Heidi Fetter, coming on the show today to talk her her Star Wars story. How are you doing, Heidi? Good, how are you? I am great, thanks. Thanks for doing the show with me. We've wanted to do this for, for quite some time now, but something comes up. Today, though, thought would be a great day to do it. Black Friday. Is this the day you start your Christmas shopping? Actually, um, this is pre-recorded, so Black Friday <laughs> is one of the worst mail days of the year. Right. I'm probably going to be working till 8 o'clock tonight. So not now, it's, but... But like it. when it's, when it's uh, actually Black Friday, because we don't want to let people know our secrets, but this is definitely not live. Okay. Um, but so, so is it a day that you dread all year? And are you actually, cause you, this is separate from Star Wars, obviously. Are you allowed to take a vacation on a day like Black Friday or do they like say, no, you're not allowed? You can, but you better get it in quick. Like January 1st maybe for the next, yeah, like basically right off, off the bat. Yeah, okay. That's fair. That's fair. At least you have the option of doing it, but you get to, I mean, you know, you're employed. So I guess you have, yeah. you know, you can't really complain about that. Let's get that in there. Um, we're going to talk your Star Wars story now. You have uh, a unique Star Wars story. You corrected me before we went on the yeah. air, but we're not going to talk about that because mm-hmm. I do like your Star Wars story. Because because one thing about Star Wars, especially now, forty plus years since it's really forty five years since its release, is everybody has had a unique way of being introduced into the saga. I, if, you know, because now people are like, you don't need the Skywalkers in it. But I think if you talk to the fans of the of the original trilogy, who basically that was all their Star Wars is like, but that's what Star Wars is about. But now it's not about that. It's about all these other other characters and storylines and plot points and the galaxy is massive beyond all control. But you have a very unique entry point into it because you know you talk to some people who were like, I saw it in the theater, I saw it on VHS. But you, it wasn't even about the movies for you that got you into star wars so tell us your first glimpse into a galaxy far far away well i i grew up in indiana um i have a male cousin i think he lives in new hampshire now we not as close as we used to be but uh he was like a year and a half younger than me they lived in cincinnati so they lived about three hours and his dad and my dad were brothers were very close and at the time my uncle didn't have a lot of enough money i didn't have enough a lot of money at the time, um, sorry. And so if he spent any money, it was usually on my, my cousin. And the thing that's interesting, along, long before Star Wars came out, he took the family to a uh, drive-in movie. And this was like the mid-70s. In the mid-70s, there were a lot of bad sci-fi movies. <laughs> um, 
Charlton Heston starting some good ones, but most of them were bad. So he saw a, uh, a trailer for Star Wars and he turned to my aunt and he said, oh God, not another bad Star Wars uh, sci-fi movie. But he ended up taking my cousin, who I think was about three at the time, or four, uh, 77, he was born in 74. So yeah, he would have been three. He, he took him. My sister went, nobody thought I would want to go see because I was like five and they assumed the girl would want to see that. But my cousin lived in Cincinnati, which is where the Kenner plant was. So that was very different today. So the fact that they lived near where the Kenner plant was, they had access to all the toys. Yeah, um, that's cool. So he had almost everything. I mean, my uncle wasn't going to spend $50 on a ad at that was, I, today I think that's ridiculous to be honest with you. But, um, so yeah, he had all these toys and, and we played with them and I wanted to see it more than anything, but my sister didn't want to take me who was, who's uh, six and a half years older than me. And my mom sure as heck didn't want to see it. My dad didn't want to see it. So all I knew about it was really the pop-up book, the toys. And I think there was a, at school, they had the, um, the picture movie about it. So I kind of got like the, the cliff notes version of it. So I was just love playing with my cousin and the toys. And I, I love the, the thing about Princess Leia being a badass. So a year later, they air the Star Wars holiday special. And I remember I was excited about seeing it. My sister was excited about seeing it and watched it. I kind of, I kind of remember being disappointed that the only thing Leia did was pretty much her taxes. But I was sick, so it had Star Wars in it. So I thought it was good. And I probably thought you thought Harvey Corman was funny, even though I watch it and it puts you to sleep. So I, um, I'll be honest with you, because it only aired once, I had totally forgotten about it. Um, and one night on um, Nick at Night, they had a special called the uh, 40 Most Shocking events in television history. Um, and it was just, it wasn't like news events because obviously 9-11 or um, the Kennedy assassination was number one. I think number one was uh, the last episode of Newhart. But number 10 was a holiday special and they showed scenes from that. I'm like, and all these memories kept flooding back. I'm like, I gotta see this thing again. And I bought something on eBay. I'm like, oh my God. You bought it on eBay? Yeah, for like six bucks. Amazing. So, oh, I bet you that would go for more now. I don't know. I I didn't get the one with the commercials. I wish I had the one with the commercials. Ah, uh, that would have been fun. Let's rewind for just a second. I'm Which, sorry. No, no, it's, no, it's great. Um, you mentioned Leia being a badass. So how much of, of the, like, before all these special, when you're playing with the toys, how much of the movie did you know, of, like, did you know about um, I knew, like, the, before you saw it? The pits, um... I knew she came with a gun, so I knew she used it. And, oh, okay. Uh, and um, just uh, like I said, I I, I read the pic the picture book. The I don't know if there was like a they still have them. It's like a kids yeah. stuff, but it has the pictures in it, and they had them in schools to get kids to read. And so I think the fact that she came with a gun and everything. <laughs> Right, that's what told you she was a badass. So when you were playing with the toys, was Leia your go-to, or was it yeah. the Luke Skywalker that you speak so fondly about to me, the the mysterious one that may or may not exist with the different colored lightsaber? Well, no, that the yellow one that the, he did come with the yellow one, and I yeah. know why because the promo picture, um, the promo shot they took, 
they didn't they forgot to color in the uh the training scene so Kenner thought he had a yellow lightsaber so that's why he had a yellow lightsaber what i'm talking about is the blue helmet that nobody believed existed my niece got married a, a little over almost a year and a half ago and my cousin was there i hadn't seen him in years and i said people have been arguing me about this i said i know you had a blue a luke skywalker x-wing pilot blue squadron and i said nobody knows what the heck i'm talking about they're saying it's mandela effect you you know <laughs> yeah and so i said i know you had one i'm not crazy and he started to laugh i said what he's like yeah the paint chipped off and his mom colored it in and she only had a blue mark <laughs> classic but i had i had a ghostbuster toy my dad screwed it in and for my whole life i'm like winston has a giant screw in his arm i understand <laughs> So it's not Mandela effect; it is the mom effect, <laughs> and the only marker in that aspect. That's that's awesome. Let's go down into the into the holiday special. So you, you played with the toys. You're like, oh, this holiday special's on. Got to watch it. Obviously, you said years later. Did, but when you watched it, I, I know you're you're seven years old. Were you like? Did it make you want to watch Star Wars the movie? Yeah, at all, or, or was it just something that like extra excitement for you? Because six year olds don't know terrible yeah. entertainment. So, like, my sister was 13 and she liked it. Now, maybe she liked Jefferson Starship, yeah, on, or I know she had a huge crush on Harrison Ford at the time, so it didn't matter what. Um, she probably liked that movie where he plays a bellhop. <laughs> Did you get to see Empire Strikes Back in the theater after that? Or did you still? Yeah. yeah. I actually saw New Hope after Return of the Jedi. Really? So, okay, walk me through. You see Empire Strikes Back in the theater. Do you see, and then Return of the Jedi, you see it in the theater as well? Yes. And then at some point you're like, I should see how this all started. I didn't have a choice because you got to remember, I'm I'm 50 years old. We didn't have a VCR. And for some reason, Star Wars did not come to HBO until the mid 80s. We had HBO, mm-hmm. but it didn't come to HBO till the mid '80s, so it yeah. wasn't available to me. That's why I couldn't see it. All right, all right. Yeah, I know. I just, uh, yeah, for me, because I was, I'm, I'm 41. I, it was always on VHS for me. That's how I. That was my Star Wars was, and I couldn't tell you what order I saw it in, but I'm guessing like you, I saw it somehow. I, I saw it out of order. I imagine, you know, because Return of the Jedi is the one I remember the most, but I remember all of them vividly on. On VA, just taped off of a beta tape. There was never, yeah. my parents would not buy it for me. They would uh, right. do that. A lot of fun. So, what did you? So, you see, Empire Strikes Back. You're a little bit older, but you're still not old yet. Like you're not mature yet. You're still like a kid. So, you see, Empire Strikes Back, which eight. is, yeah, Empire Strikes Back. It's not the holiday special at all, and it's, you know, and it, it lays a badass in it, but it's not as actually adventure as as star wars was so what what does a kid make from seeing empire strikes back for the first time and that being other than the holiday special your and toys your entry into star wars i just thought it was amazing um awesome. you just did a a thing uh you just had us write in our, our rankings and i ranked it as i'm spoiler i ranked it as number one <laughs> Not that's gonna affect your list. But, um, <laughs> you know the you know the way it works. It's Empire or Jedi is one or two, and yeah. uh, but uh, I like I said I I because you because Brock kind of wanted to ask for people to write why things were in certain order, and I I can't give you an answer. Yeah. Can't words can't come to mind why that's number one. It's just 
amazing to me and maybe maybe because the writing's so good i don't know it's just intriguing yeah. I, yeah. I like plot twists um i write and most of my stories have plot twists in them yeah so we'll plug your we're gonna plug your books we should <laughs> uh also a new uh, um empire strikes back i always put it after return of the jedi always but when i watch them i i always have to um admit to myself that empire is the strongest of it's probably the strongest of the 11 to right. be honest it's just like when you watch you're like that is it's p it's just it's almost perfect it's like it's there's the only problem with empire strikes back is you need a new hope that's the only problem about right. empire like it's so flawless in so many ways the only flaw would be that it's a sequel and he's the first one. I mean, who knows? Maybe it doesn't even for you. You went right into it just watching the holiday special. So you might be proof that I'm completely wrong on that. But it's such a, it is, it, it's not going to be number one on my list out of spite because, uh, no, but, but it is probably like if I was being honest, it, it'd probably be the best one. But, but Heidi, the list, the way that we do the list is, you know, right now, what's your favorite? Right. And my favorite will be whatever it is, what I, when I submit my, which I did, and I think it was probably this Jedi. It was probably Jedi or 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 one of the prequels, just to piss everybody off. You saw, you saw Return of the Jedi in the theater. You're getting a little bit older now. When Return of the Jedi comes out, where you were you because you like Empire better, you admit that. So so did you did you love Return of the Jedi? Did you think it was too oh, much for kids? Were, were all in? I loved it. Um, it's, it's interesting and in how things are different. When I went to go see Return of the Jedi. I had to wait two weeks because every time we would go, it would always be sold out. I remember those were crazy. People, I don't think Kiss City will ever like experience that. Those were crazy cinema yeah. times. Like, it was insane. I remember like Ninja Turtles for me, Heidi, was you would go and it was like sold out. You're like, oh, and you couldn't buy advanced tickets and you had to wait in that long line back then. And the kids today will never experience the pain I know. of being told you're not going to see the movie. No, but the thing is, so we're in line. I go with these two other girls. And uh, Superman 3 came out at the same time. Our plan was, if we couldn't get into Jedi, we'd go see Superman 3. Okay. And we get up to the ticket, and everybody's saying, Return of the Jedi, Return of the Jedi, Return of the Jedi. I'm thinking, we're not going to get in here. So we go up and, like, three tickets for Return of the Jedi. And you know, we have three tickets. We have three seats, but you can't sit together. We're like, whatever. We don't have to sit together. So we get our tickets, and the guy behind me goes, two for Return of the Jedi. The guy said, I just sold out. <laughs> we grabbed the last that's the worst. <laughs> that's good for you though. Yeah. Right there for you. That's awesome. Yeah. But unfortunately, um, because I saw both movies late, I never, I didn't. Sorry, there's. I don't know if you can hear the sirens. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, it's a parade. It's a Black Friday parade going by. Yeah. <laughs> um, I lost my train of thought. Um, the yeah, three I last was, tickets. Well, I was spoiled. The um, I was. I waited to see Empire and I waited to see Jedi, so I was spoiled. Vader being Luke's father and Leia being Luke's sister. So, but so when you're spoiled for the Luke father, like how does that? Is that? A, I guess it doesn't because because you still loved it. Did it affect your experience at all watching it? Like, are you watching? No, the whole thing but it affected like... other people's experience because you know I was eight and eight year olds don't know not yeah. to talk in theater, and I said, "Oh, here's where he finds out where he's a son." <laughs> <laughs> The whole theater's are throwing popcorn at you. <laughs> That's hilarious. 
Ivy's ruining movies for people for now you have burner accounts on Twitter just ruining plot twists. Like, ah! <laughs> That's amazing. Which twist did you like better? Did were you okay with Luke and Leia being sisters, brother and sister? Did that make sense for you? Were yeah, you because at that time I was I think I was shipping her with um Han at that point. Mm -hmm. Um which always made more sense anyway. Right. Well it's interesting. Um when Mark Hamill was younger, I had a little bit of a crush on him and I don't I don't mean to go sad, but my fiance died six years ago and we're going through his pictures and I went through his college picture. And um, <laughs> They're coming to get you for ruining Empire Strikes Back for the people in the theater 40 yeah. years ago. <laughs> I met his college picture and it kind of looked like Mark Hamill. It freaked me out. So. That's funny. Well, there you go. <laughs> after, after Return of the Jedi comes out, there is a what I call the dark times yeah. for Star Wars. It just, it, it, I mean, when you're younger, it feels like a lot longer period of time. Like now, if you think there was 16 years between Return of the Jedi and Phantom Menace, it's like, well, that's nothing. Like, you yeah. know, like, there's nothing else. You know, that I'm older, it's nothing. But back then, it felt like an eternity. Right. So in that dark time, you're obviously, a, you're a fan. Yeah. But did you remain a fan or, you know, being, you know, going into your teen years and whatnot, like, were you kind of like, eh, that was my childhood, let's move on? Or did you... Did you always keep your ear to the ground? Did you get into like the Thought Thrawn trilogy and things like that? Uh, I'm not. It's funny. Um, I can write books. I can't read books. So I never got into any of the um, the books. And I, I still don't read the books. And maybe that's why I'm not as bothered by legends being made into legends. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Since they're... Uh, I don't know. I, I'm not the kind of person who wants to read star wars i want to see star wars and as my sister put it um she shouldn't have to read a book to understand a movie yeah no i agree with that. i actually do agree with i i like the idea that they try to connect things but i also feel like unless it's and people hate me for this but as, as long unless it's on the screen it almost it, it doesn't not that it doesn't count but it's a, it's different it's just it's a different thing because it like like yeah like if you're watching, you know, Andor, which we'll talk about in a little bit, you don't need to read Catalyst to watch, like to, you shouldn't need to read a book to appreciate the show. But if you read the book, maybe it'll give you another experience when you watch the show, which I think is different. I don't think, yeah, I don't think they should connect. I think TV shows and movies are able to connect because they're the same medium. But right. I'm totally with you on that. So no Thrawn trilogy. Right. No, I never got into that. I, although I find it intriguing that uh, he crossed over in the cartoons and that yeah. he's probably going to make a live action debut soon. Mm -hmm. um, I think it was interesting. Uh, I was teased a lot as a kid because girls weren't supposed to like Star Wars. So none of my female friends <laughs> could understand why I was into it. But I was always into science fiction. I was more into Star Wars than Strawberry Shortcake. <laughs> I have a, my sister's son has a Strawberry Shortcake vinyl record. Okay. If you can, if, yeah, that's that's a combination. Star Wars, and, I, mean, I was Star Wars and He Man. I could put those together, but Star Wars and Strawberry Shortcake. That's a, well, they're both Kenner. They, they Kenner was everything. How did so? How do you in the dark times keep up with Star Wars? Um, I sometimes it'd be on TV. Uh, Star Trek started making a comeback, so I would yeah. watch Star Trek movies. And so, but then I was like really excited when they re released Star Wars 
in the theaters because that was the first time I ever got to see Star Wars. Even though I'm not the biggest fan of all the uh, CGI thrown in, um, I, it was it was great to see Star Wars on the big screen in '99. Yeah, we both so we both end up seeing it this the special editions. That was my first time seeing it in the big screen as well. You don't like the the add-ons. How had you? You, had you only seen Star Wars on TV or did you watch it on like, because remember those VHS tapes with the Leonard Maltin interviews beforehand were out? Did you have any of those or was it just like HBO and stuff like that? Um, It was just like HBO when it aired on TV. But like you never, you never owned it at all on VHS or anything? I do. Actually, my sister got me the special editions on VHS. But, but, but that was after you saw in the theater. Right. Um, I have a feeling they probably don't work anymore because they don't <laughs> last. I just watched on VHS, I would say it's probably been six years now. Actually, maybe five years. We were doing the podcast and we watched the special editions on VHS <laughs> just for fun. It was just that yeah. I had uh, my in-laws VHS and their VCR and I was like, let's do this. And I put it in and it was, uh, it wasn't DVD quality, but there was something, there was something nice about it. Like that brought me back. But the VHS sucks. <laughs> Rewind the tape. Oh, tracking, tracking. It was, a, it was a lot of fun. What, so you go into the theater. You say you don't like all of the add-ons. So what? What add-ons? Let's go. What add-ons don't you like? Because I'm ready to argue with you. Well, I don't like. Uh, <laughs> I don't like them blocking stuff. Like, why are you hiding R2 behind this rock? There's no reason to hide him behind this. Rock. <laughs> it's just a yeah. Okay. And. They they cut out the speeder going through town with this dinosaur out of nowhere, just blocking the screen. I mean, just things were blocking the screen. Why are you blocking yeah, was... the screen? And sometimes it looks what almost like a cartoon was put in. Mm -hmm. so I, I think that kind of stuff was Lucas preparing for the prequels. Like, right. what can we do? What can't we? That's what I think that was. Because I love. I don't think it give okay, the execution not so much, but I think I love Jabba the Hutt being added into into the movie. I loved also the behind the scenes when you saw the actor portraying him, looking right. like Fred Flintstone. But I love that they added Jabba in it because when you look at it as three, like why not add that scene in it? Right. Because it comes to play in the last one in Return of the Jedi. So I'm a fan of that. I think walking over the tail and stuff like that, you know, maybe the way he looks isn't perfect. But for me personally, just as a scene itself. I'm a big fan of the Jabba scene, and I am right. alone on this island, and I'm okay with that. That's fine, but like, like things I hate, like, um, what was I gonna say? Uh, I hate that they put Hayden Christensen's head on top of Sebastian Shaw's body. <laughs> See, I like that. <laughs> it just looks bad. And if you're gonna do it, then do it. Just like doing McGregor's head on Obi-Wan's body. Just well, my, okay, so my only thing with that is, for me, like, when I was a kid watching Return of the Jedi, I didn't know who that was, and my dad okay. had to tell me that it was his, that okay. it was Anakin. I didn't know. So I think Anakin Christian makes sense. I think the, the Obi-Wan thing, because Alec Guinness and Hugh McGregor both portray him in the movie, I think it kind of makes sense for that. And also, the last time Anakin is a Jedi is when he is Hayden Christensen. So right. I will give it, but I understand the complaints also, but I, I've always been okay with it because I was like I said as a kid I didn't know who it was you know like you're four or five years old I don't like you know I can't comprehend put two and two together at that point. 
I mean, one thing that they that happened that I didn't like now makes sense because of like Book of Boba Fett is when they went in and put um, Tamara Morrison's voice over the original actor mm-hmm. Boba Fett. So now that makes sense, but at the time it didn't make sense. Yeah, no, I think you know I don't know how you feel. We're not we're not at the sequels yet, but um, even the prequels. I shouldn't just but. Would you like to see a special edition of the prequels and the sequels? Well, I mean, they kind of did a special edition of the of the Phantom Menace. They replaced uh, Puppet Yoda. With Yoda, yeah, the kid too. Yes, they did. They did. Yeah. Here's the thing. Um, if we're gonna, if we're gonna get into criticism, like a lot of people find the opening to Revenge of the Sith exciting. And I mm-hmm. don't because it just looks really fake to me. And also, I know it's all for nothing. <laughs> big set, they're going through all this for yeah. nothing. It's just a big setup. To, and it's, it's kind of like some people would like to see a movie about the uh, the Bothians who got the plans for um, the second Death Star. And it's like, I don't want to see that because I already know going in that... Um, it's it's all for nothing. <laughs> it's yeah, a, it's a crap. Yeah. You know. I think. I mean, finding out after an adventure happens like that—that's one thing. But going in knowing. Well, did it affect you watching? Well, we'll get to Rogue One in, in, in a little bit. See, I would. I think. You know, the, the prequels is a is a little different because it's George Lucas and he's no longer involved. But the sequels, I would love to see a special edition of the sequels. I don't know who would be in charge of it because there's so many different heads in places there. But you know, just like little things here and there. Just and I, and I don't mean changing the story or anything. Right. I just think it's. I just think what George Lucas did was so unique and so fun. And you know, like Blade Runner, there's like 27 different versions of Blade right. Runner. Why can't we have those? So. That, that's that's me. I think the prequels is a little tougher because George Lucas is no longer involved, and the sequels is tough because who would make the decision for those? Okay. For those, because I don't think it would be J.J. Abrams or Ryan Johnson. It would have to be somebody else. And then does that take away from from any of it? But anyway, let's get into uh, Phantom Menace. You're now so you know, you've kind of kept afloat in Star Wars. You've watched the special editions. You finally see A New Hope in the theater. You're all excited. You're back. Are you back to like full blown obsession yeah. at this point? Like full blow. Okay, here, here's something because this might be a ridiculous question because the '90s might have been a little different. But you loved the Kenner toys when you were a child. Did you at all purchase any Star Wars action no. figures? Okay, no, I didn't think so. But I wanted to make sure. I didn't need. Here's the thing: I didn't need to purchase them in the '80s because my cousin had yeah. them. Yeah. No, but now, now, now you don't have that connection. So I'm just wondering if you were like, I didn't, no, really I didn't, much. I didn't really play with toys. <laughs> that was, you know what? It's funny because I get some of the collector stuff now. But like in that time of period, I was like, I, I mean, being a teenager, I was like, I don't need this crap. Like, <laughs> like I'm not a kid. I, like, Phantom Menace. I didn't watch, even though it was only came out a year after Jedi. I didn't watch any of the Caravan of Courage movies. Oh, well, I didn't even ask you about those because I, oh. I, I never. But yeah, the well, the Ewok movies were. Um, I, I, yeah, they're also, you know. They're not the same level, obviously. They're for kids, based. I'm like, well, I'm not watching that. So. Yeah, I did see Ewoks on Ice, though, and that was the greatest experience of my life. And I'll never forget it. Phantom Menace, the trailer drops on Quick Time. I think it was in November of 20 or 20 of 1996 or 7 or 8 or something. Did you have the internet 
Were you able to watch it online or did you wait for entertainment tonight or whatever? Or did I, you see it at all? I internet till 2002. So, oh, wow. Well. on TV and I was excited about it, but I didn't go to the theater and to buy a ticket for a movie and then leave after a trailer or anything. I didn't see it in a theater. I don't Meet remember. I don't know. You know what? I don't remember. I don't remember. Three tickets for Meet Joe Black. Let's go. <laughs> I didn't see it. So. Did you see Phantom Menace opening night? No. Did you wait two weeks? I don't remember when I saw it. Um, I'll be honest with you. I'm not the biggest fan of the prequels. It's not that I'm saying I hate this. It's ruined. Um, my fandom's dead, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I can look at it, and there are things I would dif do different, but like people who complain about the sequels, it's easy to play armchair quarterback. Mm -hmm. and say I would do this, this, and this. Here, here's the thing. The, the original trilogy, you had George Lucas write the story, and he gave it to other people. Yeah. It was fantastic. The prequels, he did it all himself. And I think maybe because he did it all himself, like maybe it wasn't put together correctly. I, I don't know. The sequels um, had none of George Lucas's impact. I like them better than the prequels, but they're still not to me up to par as the original trilogy. I think when you, Lucas has his original thing and he gives it to other people and they trust people who are better at it than maybe him, not saying he's not good at what he does, but I think he was just- It's, it's a like, collaboration like, process. Yeah, I think it's, it's magic. But and I-, I I love the prequels, but I will agree. I think George Lucas is a great, like brilliant with ideas is what I think. Just yeah. brilliant with ideas. And um, yeah, I, I just like he, what he can conjure up, I just think is, is, is brilliant. So you, but so how disappointed were you when you saw the Phantom Menace then? When, do you remember when you leave the theater? Are you like, did you did you buy a Jar Jar Binks toy and burn no. it to the ground like? <laughs> I think it's like one of those things where I think a lot of fans they because it was Star Wars they told themselves they loved it. <laughs> that yeah. it good. I'm not saying the story isn't bad. I just wish it was told a little better. That's all. Like, and and I don't I don't see a lot of chemistry between Natalie Portman and. Mm -hmm. and Christensen. I, I like them in both the roles. I don't think their relationship was believable. And I know Raylo had even less screen time together, but I just think Adam Driver and Daisy Ridley had amazing chemistry, and that's what made it believable to me, even though their storyline was even shorter. So I, I don't know. Um, but I think that's why Hayden Christensen got hired, because George Lucas liked their chemistry, and most people don't see it. So I don't, I could be wrong. And maybe because they met, maybe it also bothered me that he was a nine year old boy when they met. Yeah, that was a, that was a choice. <laughs> it was a, but I see, I, I love the Phantom Menace. Attack of the Clones. Like, did you continue to see the prequel trilogy in the theater? Yes. Even though you, yeah, like, even though you were like, oh, I'm going to be disappointed or what, like, you were still like, I gotta see this through. Maybe it's going to get better. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I'm not saying I hate them. It's just not my favorite. Well, no, but, it's all yeah, subjective, it's not, so it's fine. I'm, I'm not going to go rent it, but if it's on TV and I've got nothing better to do, I'll we'll watch them. <laughs> okay, which you, you don't like the beginning of Revenge of the Sith. You don't like the chemistry between uh, Anakin and Padme. 
which if you if I asked you what's your favorite which your favorite of the trilogy was which would you tell me I guess the Battle of Mustafar oh yeah yeah so you okay interesting is it just because of the what's at stake because you know that basically what breeds this the original trilogy or is it yeah it, it's just, just everything else? fight scene just maybe did anything? Okay, I'll jump ahead a little bit. We'll we'll rewind after this question. But okay. we'll, did did Obi Wan when you watched the Obi Wan Kenobi series? Did you did that? Did that help you with Revenge of the Sith? Did you appreciate what they did there, or are you? Yeah, I I think it did. And here's the thing: I'm not saying I hate the prequels, and I, I'm not a fan of the prequels. In fact, I was thrilled when I found out Hayden Christensen was going to be, um, was going to be uh in obi-wan mm -hmm. i thought that was amazing and I, I hope he's in ahsoka i hope he's in mandalorian you know as a forest ghost i'm actually hoping like in the mandoverse they will eventually do like a uh uh a big movie like marvel to you know just all the characters and, yeah that'd be fun like in a that'd theater though, not on disney plus yeah they need to they need to figure out what they're doing with the movies so maybe we're on we're on track there you don't read so you didn't read any of the books did you watch Clone Wars? No. You're just was it because it was animated or because it was on yeah. TV? Like you're just not into the animation. I watched stuff? the first episode and I just didn't get into it. Yeah, no, that's fair. The first the first one's pretty <laughs> I agree with you. I, I had I struggled as well. And then people were like, you need to watch it. And I couldn't figure out how to watch it in Canada, like where I was in Canada. I didn't know what channel it was on. I, because it, I, we don't have Cartoon Network here. I was watching it and I'm like, I'm in my twenties. It's yeah. Night. What am I doing? <laughs> Watching. No, that's completely. A, I think it's a fair point. I think some people would yell at me, but no, I think completely fair. I still watch stuff, but I will, Disney. I'm, I'm sorry. Hmm? No, no, go on. I will be honest. It's, I think the sequels is what recharged my fandom. We're. I'm just about to get to that. Disney buys Lucasfilm. Did you care? I was uh, thrilled. Thrilled. And what, so for me, it was because of the Marvel connection. Why were you thrilled? Because I wanted more Star Wars. <laughs> it's just, it's just, that's it. And they right away, they're like, we bought it and we're making more Star Wars, right? Like that was, that was it. Were you, so leading up into the, fan, to, to the Force Awakens, I don't know, the, the Phantom Awakens, the Force Awakens 2015, there's a lot of buildup, a lot of excitement. Did you, did you follow any of that going into it or did you kind of, Head into the Force Awakens blind, and then let that kind of, like that kind of propel just your fandom forward. Or were you like every second you're like, I got to go online, I got to see what's going on with this. Um, I I think I was uh, looking for what's online, but I I found a secret at movie theaters here. Um, like a lot of uh, movies, I don't think Canada. Um, this might change. It might not be a secret anymore. But like a show would start at midnight. Yeah, like premiere at midnight, um, and those would be sold out. Well, someone told me, "Hey, if you go to the box office, there's actually a seven and five o'clock show before the midnight show that a lot of people don't know about." And I went, I walked right in and ordered tickets. Now, wow. when I got there, it was crowded. <laughs> I mean, everything yeah. was taken. Yeah, and there were ten. Um, there were ten, or at least ten trailers, and the audience was getting pissed. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> including the Marvel, including the new Marvel trailer, and somebody just shouted at the theater, "Where's Star Wars?" 
that's a lot of trailers. That's like twenty. That's at least what twenty to thirty minutes of yeah, of trailers. Yes, they should be. I think they should be. I mean, you pay that much money to go see a movie, preview a couple, and then let me go. So you watched the movie, and I was blown away. Do you, do you remember what point blew you away? I I think uh, when um, uh, Poe Dameron shot at Kylo Ren and Kylo Ren blocked the. That's so good. <laughs> yeah, I think Brock had a reaction to that too. <laughs> and also something else that kind of blew me away was, uh, and even though I knew, I I mean I went. I went in knowing that um, Finn was going to turn from the um, stormtrooper. Yeah. Yeah, but it was still interesting seeing mm -hmm. a reaction of a stormtrooper having feelings about losing a friend, and mm -hmm. everything. like you can tell, even though he, you can't see his face or anything, the fact that you can tell there's a reaction going on. Yeah about how upset he is and like well these these are people with feelings they're not just mm -hmm. automatons <laughs> yeah exactly what because when I, I watched them you and i definitely watched this movie with different uh glasses on because you saw something that i did not see uh and i believe you called me out on it a few years later online talking about and, and that is raylo okay so you i watched the movie and i didn't uh suspect anything but you did Actually, I, I didn't until uh the last jedi oh really i thought i thought, you were I thought they were i thought luke was her dad i thought they were cousins and i was actually yeah. shipping ray with uh finn at the time okay actually no you're right i'm misremembering because it was my last jedi video that you made the comment on and that right so what was it everything like what what about this movie really sold you on it? aside from like you know the Poe Dameron stuff was it the fact that they went back to practical effects was it the characters uh, was it just all all of it together and what did you think of Ray as the lead I liked Ray as the lead uh someone calls her Mary Sue um I'm gonna be honest something I don't like it's not that I hate the Luke character I love the Luke character don't get me wrong and I love Return of the Jedi but people go on about Ray being a Mary Sue. I actually thought Luke was a little bit of a Gary Stew in Return of the Jedi. <laughs> in fact, that Bard scene is just him like showing off. And I, yeah. I don't know. So I mean, any character can be over the top. I, I don't know. I, I liked Ray as a character you know i'm i'm glad it was a woman i i actually i would i don't like maybe the other way around i would like maybe kylo ren be the woman and uh, be a male that might have been more interesting to me but i i like we don't really get um too many female sis and that would be an interesting twist i was hoping ray was going to turn to the dark side from the guy like, i was like oh yeah. she's gonna like she's really angry in the force awakens yeah and i was really i was really hoping she would go dark um obviously she she has a vision in the last one but she, she never quite gets there i think it would be a, I, I so for me with the prequels i love the prequels but i always kind of thought the way they should maybe could have approached anakin and vader was vader the jedi know about vader and vader's running around but they also know anakin like they, and and so it's almost like two different people and 
and they're not it's all anakin obviously but right. vader is kind of doing the dark work in the shadows and nobody knows who it is and then and then at one point oh it's the same person and then it's it's a twist for anybody that's just watching it and for us we obviously know but it's a shock for the characters within the movie and i thought they could have done something cool like that with this one i just for, for me with the sequels is it was almost like they were trying to mirror the original movies a little bit too closely and I, I and and just looking back, I I love like I do I like them into I like the sequels a lot, but I think my biggest problem with them we talked about this was it's like they just don't know they just never knew where it was ending it was like such a problem I thought. Well, it, what's interesting is like, Phantom Menace came out. Most people, most fans liked it. Um, there were there are people gonna hate it because it's Disney no matter what. It could be better than Empire Strikes Back and because has Disney on it, people are gonna hate it. Um. What I think what happened was they made a The Force Awakens and fans complained. So then Ryan Johnson comes in and he goes different than fans' expectations. Like, well, that's not my Star Wars. That's not my Luke Skywalker. Uh-huh. So then they bring James J. Abrams back and he does fan service and people are, are angry. And I think maybe you just, you know, maybe you should just do a good movie and not worry about what the necessarily what the fans want. Although I was disappointed that we only got. Jedi voices instead of Jedi appearances. What? The, so okay, yes, I, I think my thing with the and you know I like the Rise of Skywalker quite. I find it a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. I completely agree with the voices. It's stupid, like just uh, stupid on every level. <laughs> it's kind of it's making me mad now. But the other thing though is I, I it, the, the weirdest thing is it feels like. It feels like it's a sequel to The Force Awakens right. more than The Last Jedi feels like it's a sequel. Like it's not a sequel to the. It doesn't feel much like a sequel to The Last Jedi, but it definitely feels like a sequel to uh, Force Awakens. But people love Force Awakens, but then they hate Rise of Skywalker, but then they also hate Last Jedi. It's like you just can't. At this, something happened where you just can't please anybody anymore. And and I do agree they did they went with fan service, but it was also JJ Abrams who I also think hates a lot of the fan service stuff. Yeah, like he just does. So I, it, there was there was a lot of missteps, but I still I still have a lot of fun watching. It. No, I loved it. It was a fun movie. If you you know if you're going just to have fun, yeah, it's the same thing with Solo. I went in with Solo just to have fun. I'm not there to see Citizen Kane, um, but the the thing is like it. So you got um. You got Last Jedi, which is a completely different, although I love it, it's a great movie, but it's a completely different than 7 and 9. And I think what happened was, because Rise of Skywalker is more of a sequel to The Force Awakens, it should have been two movies. Like, Last Jedi maybe should have not been H, should have been its own thing, and uh, J.J. Abrams should have just made two movies and i because i think he wanted to do two movies but they said you can only do three so you've got you got you basically got and this is the problem i had with the prequels you got too much story confined within yeah they well this is i agree like the prequels were the prequels because of their the numbering system they were stuck doing what they did and they tried to cram a lot in but the sequels they didn't have to just make three. They could have, like you said, they could have made two. They could have made four. They could have made 20. It, I don't know why they felt the need to, it has to end. And not, it has to end. It has to end. Why? Just who cares? We're all here for they, they All of them, all, except for Solo, but the three sequel trilogy movies, 
all made over a billion dollars. We're we're coming out to watch them. Just right. keep making them and making them interesting. And I completely agree. I just think they they for whatever reason they they hand they handcuff themselves to this trilogy idea and this Skywalker saga thing. They're yeah. like, I, I never referred to it as a Skywalker saga. I really don't care. It's Star Wars. It's a Star Wars saga. Throw it on. Let's go. I mean, if I would say my biggest disappointment about Last Jedi is they go to Cantabite and they get rescued by DJ and the ship that he steals. And here's an intriguing thing. The ship, they're like, oh, they're going through his manifesto of how this, whoever owned the ship, how he made money. And like, oh, look, he sells to the bad guys. And they like, he sells to the good guys, too. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, okay, maybe this is leading to the real bad guys aren't the First Order. Mm -hmm. The bad guys are the syndicates who are making money off these people profiting. I'm like, oh, this is going to be interesting. And it just, I, I don't know. I didn't have an inside track or anything, but that's what I thought. I'm like, oh, that's, that's the reason for this. No, and that's the thing is, it's, it's you know, Ryan Johnson and J.J. Abrams say that they – they agreed on stuff and they had a great relationship, blah, blah, blah. Total BS. And I think I'm curious why other than, well, okay. So Ryan Johnson was offered nine and he turned it down. That was the first reports. And then JJ Abrams took it. And I wonder if it's just because he would have had to gone back to back way too soon. And he didn't have enough time to develop what he wanted because I think that the, the, the disconnect is between the two, uh, mentalities of J.J. Abrams and Ryan Johnson. Like I said, Ryan Johnson was kind of swinging. Like, I remember Brock was super excited. He's like, Star Wars is going in a new direction, da 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 And, and you know, like, the it probably would have been more intriguing if they went with something other than the First Order as the main villain, and you're like, oh, this is a this is dark. It's more than just the obvious. Right. But, but yeah, that just never goes anywhere because, because the director and the storytellers and yeah. just changes, and they didn't have you know George Lucas to oversee everything and be like, this is this is what's happening in all of these. And, and when like if I look, if I would have made Rise of Scout, if I would have made Episode Nine after Episode Eight, I might not have done that either. Like I might have done right. completely different, right? So right. yeah, I, and I think I, again, from I hate harping on, but I think if they just would have had an ending, just an end plan, you know, just an end game for the sequels. I don't care how you get there, but like the point of the sequels is this. I think I think we would have we wouldn't be having this conversation about those three movies because the last Jedi has, has a lot of great things in it that ultimately go nowhere because the next person ends like yeah. <laughs> Finn has the Force power. Like, oh, all right, cool, sure. And I also like Phasma to last until Episode Nine. Well, she has that fake die every day. <laughs> every movie. I yeah, uh, she was. Uh, I was really. I love stormtroopers, and I was very excited for Phasma, and I was very let down by her role in both movies. To to be honest with you, unfortunately. Which so la was Last Jedi? Did it change your appreciation for Star Wars, or did it did it just kind of like reaffirm your love for the saga? Well, I mean, here, here's the thing. Even though I didn't notice it in the first movie, I and I'm I'm not trying to. I know. You said, <laughs> no, said I could bring it up later. I'm not trying to push my. Well, now we're later. <laughs> I, I I love stories about tension between a villain and a heroine. I don't know why. I just do. That's what I write. So yeah, I was really into Raylo, and their chemistry was like I said was just amazing. 
I mean, you could argue um, Padme and Anakin had a villainous heroine relationship, but that wasn't even until the end. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I would have had him do something different than choke her. I don't know. It's just... <laughs> Fair point. Um, I don't know. It's So, yeah, that even increased my fandom towards the the trilogy. And I, I was a huge Raylo fan, and I know some people argue it was terrible, but I you can't deny that the the chemistry was there, and it, it was even it, it was even there during uh, the Force Awakens a little bit. But I thought I thought they were cousins, so that's why yeah. I didn't pick up. That's where my actually even after the Last Jedi, my mom my mom turned to me and said, like she thought that they were related still at the end of that movie. <laughs> so it's, it's weird when like it's, when you just watching things, everybody sees things from a different perspective, and I think that was what we were just talking about. Was like no one really like said anything in stone for the ending of this damn trilogy, which was, did, did, did it? So did the last Jedi, cause you write all your books and everything. Did the last Jedi like, re, like get you back into writing a lot more or did, uh, actually, were you already there? For that, I started writing when, um, I wrote, I started writing because my fiance died and I needed uh, an outlet. <laughs> so, an outlet, yeah. I didn't start, I, I didn't start writing until I was 46 years old, so. I saw, was it, uh, well, Anthony Bourdain, I think. I just saw, I think he was 44 when he did his first newspaper wow. article. Yeah, so th- it doesn't really matter. But yeah, no, you write great stuff. Last year, Rise of Skywalker, we talked about it a little bit. Let's talk about uh, Solo. You said, you know, you said you just went for a good time. Like, was Solo, because, you know, I see a lot of people, like, make Solo 2 happen. And I say all the time, like, you know what, this, it almost was, like, ahead of its time. It should have been a Disney Plus thing. Yeah. So how did you... Like, in all honesty, it ends. Were you just kind of like, eh, that was fine, or were you like, I need more? Oh, I'd love to see more. I I like I like Disney Star Wars. Hmm. I don't always necessarily agree with everything Disney does, but that doesn't affect my fandom. And it shouldn't because you're gonna have hits and misses all the time. I mean, even the original trilogy, people didn't like Return of the Jedi. You know, they love Empire better. There's always there's always gonna be be that every step of the way i mean you could argue all you needed was star wars and that was it just a new hope and now it's what was that i mean i'm glad they continue don't get me wrong but you could have just done star wars and not had any sequels and it would have been a satisfying thing well and that's when we talked about empire strikes back is probably the best one a new hope is probably it's it's it is the best one it's because yeah. it, it has a beginning, a middle, and an end, and you don't need to anything after it. You don't need anything before it. You get everything in there, and it's and it's brilliant. Uh, Mandalorian, you didn't watch Clone Wars. Did you watch Rebels at all? No. No. So did you know I'm anything back. about? I watched. <laughs> no. Okay. There's a there's a lot of Star Wars. Did you know anything about Mandalore going into it? What were your thoughts on the Mandalorian? I just thought it was amazing. The only thing I knew about Mandalore was uh, Boba Fett and Jango Fett. I didn't know anything else about it. When well, I gotta ask you because that episode goes. The first episode of, of Mandalorian is a lot. It's, it's it's fun. It's a good episode. And then it, there's I don't know if you remember, but there's a scene at the end where they find their bounty, <laughs> and it's this baby that's fifty yeah. years old, and it's affectionately known as Baby Yoda. Uh, I to this day think that that is the 
I think is the greatest thing Disney has done since owning it, and it might be the best thing that Star Wars has ever done. And I just want to know your thoughts for the first time you saw Grogu Baby Yoda. Well, I, I like everyone. I was blown away. I actually, I was kind of bored the first episode until that happened. I mean, yeah, the, the action sequence. It's a fine episode. It's not spectacular. It's fine. Right. And then, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Like, it, it's fine. And then. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was like, oh, that's what hooked me. And I think <laughs> how that didn't get out, I don't know. What about season two? They start bringing in uh, characters, Boba Fett, Ahsoka, yeah. uh, Cobb Vanth. Um, th- did you appreciate season two like season one? Were you let down? Or was it a high, low? Oh, I liked it better. I I, I knew who Ahsoka... I didn't read um, I didn't read the book, so I didn't know anything yeah. about Cobb Vanth through that. But I, I thought he was a great character. Um, I knew who was... Even though I really haven't watched any of the Rebels or Clone Wars, I knew who Ahsoka was. Mm-hmm. I knew she was... Um, Anakin's only Padawan. Um, so I thought, you know, I thought it was great seeing her in live action. And, um, but of course, I I was just, I was screaming during episode 16. Because I, I knew that um, eventually they were going to bring in Luke Skywalker either through CGI or maybe Sebastian Stan. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was, I thought it was going to be like the series finale. I had no idea they were doing it season two finale. And I was just, I was screaming at my TV. <laughs> I didn't believe it was him until it was him. I was like, nah, they're not doing Luke. They're not doing Luke. And they, the, the green lights, I'm like, they're not doing it. They can't do Luke. And then they did Luke and I thought it was great. And that led into the book of Boba Fett. Right. What were I, I love the book of Boba Fett. Okay. I'm one of seven. I, I am. I'm okay. And I'm also okay with that because I don't take offense when people hate it. I'm just like, whatever. I like it. You don't. That's fine. What did you think of the book of Boba Fett? That blew me away. Um, I thought it was amazing. I don't know why people are hating on it. I guess they wanted it to be Sopranos in space. They wanted him to be a jerk. I, I don't know. I I, I appreciate his his character arc and where he kind of ended up. And I look, I would I would be okay with seeing a, a prequel now where he's younger and kind of more like a jerk. But I liked where he was, and he. And I think when you get older, that's kind of and when you get eaten by a sarlacc, I think that's where you come out of. Well, I mean, if you see uh, Daniel Logan, who played the child version of him in the prequels, he, today, I mean, he looks like he could be a young Mm -hmm. Tamara Morrison. So I think he should play Boba Fett in maybe a cameo. Or maybe they don't want to do that, but, you know, maybe something like Andor or or something else. Or maybe not Or if they do like a season two of Obi-Wan Kenobi or something. I think he would be perfect for a Kenobi series, and I think Andor would make sense. I don't think the Andor right. showrunners would go in that direction because right. I just don't think they want to. They want they yeah. want to bring that that in. I'm excited for season three of Mandalorian. I hope there's a season two of Book of Boba Fett. Obi Wan Kenobi. Uh, you said you're you're glad seeing Hayden Christensen come back. What did you make of that series? I thought it was amazing. I love the connection between him and Leia. Um... It made more actually that made more sense as to why Leia was comforting Luke after Obi Wan died. Mm-hmm. An episode of Robot Chicken. Uh, actually, it was Mark <laughs> Hamill and uh, Harry Fisher, and she says, "She's like, oh Luke, what's wrong? Did that old man you only knew for half a day? Like, <laughs> Our planet got blown up." <laughs> but now it makes more sense why she was comforting. They might have been sharing yeah. swapping stories. Who knows? You didn't you didn't see what was going on before that scene. No, you didn't. 
so yeah, I, I enjoyed Obi Wan. Um, I thought it, it. I think it might have been a better movie than than the six part yeah. series, but I, I really enjoyed it. And I hope they do. I hope we get to see Ewan McGregor again as Obi Wan Kenobi because I think yeah. even though I was like, I don't need Obi Wan because he's an old man on a desert. Like, well, I don't need that. I'm like, okay, I'll I'll take more. Why why not? If you're gonna offer it, why not? Let's talk about the the show that um, just ended yesterday. Even though we're pre-recording this and we haven't seen the finale yet. Uh, this was a show that when we heard about it, it was like a it was like a James Bond style show. It was like an espionage thriller and all this stuff was going around. And and then they decided it was supposed to come out in August, then they, they pushed it to September and they did three episodes all at once. We're talking about the Andor show starring Cassie and Andor from Rogue One, which we didn't talk about, but that's fine. Um, what were you, before you get into what you actually think of the show? What were your thoughts going into it? Was it something that you said I don't need this? Uh, were you interested in it, or was it something that you're like I'll just watch it because of Star Wars? Well, Rogue One is my uh, actually my favorite Disney Star Wars movie, so I was actually very intrigued by it. Um, uh, so I was looking forward to it. Now I can kind of see why they did all three episodes at once because. If they just ran the first one, I think a lot, maybe a lot of people would have been turned off by it. I think you need to see the three to see how they connect. Because if you go in, like a typical Star Wars fan, if they just went in and watched the first episode, it'd be like, eh, okay. <laughs> so I can kind of see why they pushed it up and put it together as a three. Yeah. Yeah, I would have watched it anyway, but I'm saying. Because there are a lot of people who want Disney Star Wars to fail. They. They wanted to fail and never be able to watch Star Wars again, which makes absolutely no sense to me. But I don't. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, if it fails, they're just gonna stop. Like, push. Like, you know, I, I don't. I don't get that either. But so, I think that's why they put them all together to say, look, there's there's more than. Okay, the first the first episode's slow, but if you give it a chance, you're gonna see how. Mm. Yeah, because this show, and you know, you've heard me say it, I think it's a binge-watching show, and I think they, those three work so well together, and they rely on each other. I think it made complete sense to do it. And, and so now, you know, let's go up until the finale. You've seen this show. It hasn't been – people like, like to say it's not Star Wars. Some people say this is what Star Wars should be. Where do you fall in line on that? Well, this is the way I see it. Um, most Star Wars, oh, I like it, deals with the Jedi. Um, I guess the exception would be Bad Batch. I mean, but even Rebels and and dealt with a, had a soak on their side, um, and they had the dark saber. I think when you're dealing with Jedi and lightsabers, that's more sci-fi fantasy and more like romance, fairy tale. So it's going to be a little bit more um, romance, like I said, romanticized a bit. Um, there's going to be sword fights and everything. It's going to be more over the top and elaborate. Uh -huh. When you're dealing with like Rogue One, the Rogue One was full of fan service. But like Rogue One and Andor, um, you're dealing more with the gritty part of the rebellion that doesn't get any appreciation. Like nobody knows who these people are. Like, yeah, Luke Skywalker blew up the Death Star, but he wouldn't have been able to blow up the Death Star if it hadn't been for people like Cassie and Andor. Uh -huh. So now you're getting to the grittiness. You're getting to people who maybe don't, they think they have good intentions, but they might not have the best intentions. Like Saw Guerrero. I mean, he's 
pretty much a terrorist, and that's why the rebellion doesn't want anything to do with him because he's he's dangerous. Mm-hmm. And now you have uh, Mon Mothma, who may or may not have sold out her daughter. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you do know. You're just not going to spoil it for anybody. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's. I I like to think Andor, while it's Star Wars, it is a it's a Rogue One prequel, so it has to connect more to Rogue One, and I think it's doing a great job. Good I mean, they, they dropped the S bomb. That's the first. They did. They did. What's been your favorite stuff about Andor so far? I I don't know. I just think the uh, intrigue of what's going on. I I also like I said. I also like there's a badass female character. The couple. Uh, no, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, villain, badass villain, female. She's. Character. I do you know what's funny? Let's let's side Akbar into this. You know what's funny is is no one's complained that it's a strong female right. character at all. I haven't heard one complaint. Every time Star Wars releases something, they're always like. Ah, blah, blah. I haven't heard anyone say anything about this. And she is probably the best villain we've gotten since right. Vader. Or maybe Palpatine, I guess. But she's like, I, I would argue she's the best villain we've gotten in a long time. Right. And I was like, the f- <laughs> no, I dyed my hair. I'm actually an actual <laughs> brunette. So, but I, it's nice that we have female leads who aren't brunettes. <laughs> we got a redhead I- and a blonde and a couple of blondes. So that's. Yeah, <laughs> they're changing the the face of Star Wars. For do you do you feel that this it feels like a Star Wars show, or you, or yeah, I know you you like it a lot, you love it, but do you feel like it? Does it feel like Star Wars to you, or does it feel a little bit off? It's it feels like if I didn't feel somebody like make Star Wars with uh, Breaking Bad. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, it's agree. definitely more adult, although there's there's a lot of violence in the original Star Wars. Yeah, it's true. This feels more like Empire Strikes Back, Rogue One type Star right. Wars than than prequels and sequels for the most part. It's like it is a little bit more mature, but it also feels like you had to, you you you've got to to sit through the joys of like the Mandalorian and Return of the Jedi to appreciate the stuff like Andor. Right. I love it. And there's this, what are you? I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, come on. I mean, I don't know. Like I don't know something I noticed and. And maybe I'm dating myself. I don't know if this is on purpose, but like uh, Cyril's mother, she uh-huh. kind of looks and reminds me a little bit of Nancy Walker from the old Mary Tyler Moore show. Yeah. And Rhoda, I don't know if that's on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you it is. <laughs> I bet you it is. Like I brought that up the other night, and uh, Andrew had no idea yeah. what I was talking about. <laughs> so I had to leave in the comments who I was talking about. I'm surprised Andrew didn't know who you were talking about, but yeah, I, I think I would imagine it's on purpose because of the the actress and the show, like Tony Gilroy. I'll bet you there's some. They, while they won't do fan service, they're they're doing what they want to do, and they're gonna they're gonna do stuff like that. So it's fun. Like that antique shop. I wonder if they just like dragged out little props from old movies and just shoved it in there. Are those. Sure. Tony Gilroy said it was the art department throwing things in without him even yeah. knowing. So nothing. So I wouldn't take anything in there as to heart. You know, it's like every, people, things are in there for yeah. fun, just for people to see and appreciate. The future of Star Wars is is looking bright, Heidi. Uh, how excited are you for the upcoming shows that we're getting for Andor season two and for some movie that we may or may not be getting in the next decade? <laughs> I, I'm all for it. I I, th- I gotta be honest with you. I think my fandom was 
uh, escalated by the show, which is why I decided to be a massive Patreon supporter because I could afford to do it. So I decided why not help out. So I uh, thank you for reigniting a lot of my fandom. So. Well, we and really I met appreciate great it. People. I, uh, I met Desi. We hung out at Disney World one day. That was a lot of fun. So It looked like fun. I still haven't been there. Yeah. How would you rate? Oh, let's talk about Galaxy's Edge before you leave. We got, like, how would you rate Galaxy's Edge as a Star Wars fan? Oh, it's amazing. You yeah. feel like you're in Star Wars. Um, the Rise of the Resistance is just an amazing ride. Um, the uh, I love the uh, uh, William Falcon ride. Um, they have single riders, but you. If you do that, I'm just warning you, you're not going to be the captain. You're going to be the yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> How do you pick that? Do you does like the group pick who does everything? Uh, it's basically the, um, it's just whoever's in line. Um, now when, when, uh, Desi and I were there, we would have been engineers and she said, can we wait till the next one and be, can you let people have and want us to be captain? Cause I hadn't been captain before. Yeah. So. Okay. So you can wait your turn to be a captain, but it's unless you go with a group of six, they're pretty much going to choose for you. Mm, okay. But if you if you choose if you choose the single right along, you're probably going to be an engineer. Yeah, okay. and that makes that makes sense, I guess. Because why not? All right. Well, I'm looking forward to to visiting Galaxy's Edge to Batu. Uh, I want to thank you for joining me here on Outlander Club. It's been awesome. Holiday study. We got it. I think. At one point, we have to do a full breakdown of the holiday special, and we should we should just like talk about it from start to finish, the whole way through. Because it's it is uh, how many do you watch it annually, or are you just like you've watched it since you bought it on eBay, and you're kind of you're you're fine. Sometimes I watch. Actually, I like to watch on Rift Tracks. What's Rift Tracks? Rift Tracks, the guys used to uh, history um, mystery science theater three thousand. They have a website. I'm not meaning to plug. <laughs> Plug it, cause now I'm interested. <laughs> yeah, it's just, you don't see their, you don't see them, but you hear their voices, and they have they, they drag on it. And um, actually, I think you can watch on YouTube for free now, too. But they rag on it, and uh, they also have the commercials, so they rag on the commercials as well. Really, I'm going to check it out. I'm on the website right now. Oh, a lot of oh, Mr. Here we go. They uh, wow. rag on us. They rag on them. They actually rag on Star Wars. They showed a clip from it, and they showed this really? scene where, um, uh, you know, um, Han Solo gives some coins to the bartender and says, "Here, here's for the damage." Yeah. Somebody shot, and somebody said, "Oh man, B. Arthur's gonna be pissed." <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. B. Arthur is, by the way, the best part of the holiday special yeah. is the B. Arthur scene. I think that is a fact. All right, Heidi, thank you so much for joining me on the Outlander Club. Why don't you uh, tell everybody about your books? Well, um, most of them are under the name, uh, my pen name, Ann Dryden. I did release this one on, uh, wait, where's the camera? <laughs> I can't fit. I did release this one on uh, Amazon. It's not that great of an edit. Uh, so I'm just warning you. Um, it's called His Enchanted Swan. It's it's basically the story of uh, Rothbart who comes back looking for a vet through a uh, ballet. So I'm not very good at explaining things. <laughs> uh, how, when did that one release? Uh, I released that one like maybe a year ago. 
it's just I here's the problem like um there's no page numbers and I didn't do this well there's, there's no page numbers and the chapters start in weird places so and I I edited it myself using Grammarly mm -hmm. so I'm not 100 sure how great it is. I totally I uh, I've done that too for mine on Amazon as well and uh, and actually I did a revision on one Heidi and it didn't uh, take the revision. It it kept printing the wrong copy yeah. of the. I got I got like, but uh, yeah, check those. All of your books are on Amazon. Yeah, and also Every this was this was my Christmas present last year. You can see no, <laughs> that's amazing. I love that. I'm gonna get myself uh, one of those. Okay, this one. <laughs> What's that? That's fantastic. Hopefully you get the new baby uh, Grogu uh, Chia pet for Christmas this year. Yeah, I think I think this year it's his, his outfit that's the... It is, yeah. It's, I like the one you have better, to be honest. I like I like that one. I, yeah, I did a really finer good... drug stores everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. All right, Heidi, thank you so much for watching. Everybody check out her books, Amazon, so we can get all of those. Um yeah, that's it. The Outlander Club, your Star Wars story, your way. Thank everybody uh, for watching. If you like and subscribe, and may you, uh, what was I going to say? May the force of others uh, be with you. And also with you. Hey, scumbags. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up on our video. As always, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rebel Scum Podcast, for all the latest videos.